Good morning, everybody. Welcome to 613 Sports. This is your boy Carp in Vanier coming to you on this drive in from Vanier. Alright, guys, so today's agenda uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, offer sheet that was matched in the NHL, uh, talk a little bit about tennis news, a uh, little bit about uh, some baseball stuff. So uh, let's get going. All right, so let's get started with the offer sheet in place uh, that Montreal offered Sebastian Ajo yesterday. Uh, first offer sheet that was uh, that was given out to a restricted free agent. We were expecting this to happen. We're expecting more of these to happen uh, throughout the free agent frenzy on Monday, but we only got one. Um, and. Um, Looking at the contract itself, it was a pretty weak offer by Bergevin and the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, I thought actually it was a decent offer, it was a decent uh, way to go to try and uh, bait a player to come in uh, with a heavy front-loaded and bonus-centric contract to try and scare away uh, the, t the Carolina Hurricanes from, uh, from giving them a big upfront contract like that. But... The, the, the type of money that was offered for Ajo in this case here was $8.5 million over five years. And next July 1st, he gets $21 million. And as soon as he signed that contract, he got $21 million up front. So that's $42 million uh, up front for Sebastian Ajo within the next two years of that deal. So that just... That, that just begs me to wonder what was Bergevin thinking like I know he was he was looking to uh, get scaring Carolina away with a heavy loaded contract and getting Aho for cheaper than what uh, what market value is for him because let's be honest if Aho had kept negotiating with Carolina without this offer sheet he probably would have gotten closer to the 9.5 to 10 million dollar range but because of this offer sheet, it kind of forced his hand, forced the hand into the the eight point eight point five million dollars that he got. So, again, that kind of did the service to Carolina in this case here because it got a player at a at a discounted rate. Uh, in my opinion, the guy the guy should have had a little bit more than that. Eight point five is a good contract for Sebastian Aho coming off the last year and a half where he just took Carolina to another level and in fact actually helped carrying Carolina to a playoff series and winning the first round uh, which was something from a team that everyone had as a write-off as they're not going to be good they ended up in the playoffs and you're also playing chicken with a with an owner that stroke that just came off stroking a check for a first a 30.6 million dollar check for a first round pick with uh, when he bought out uh, Patrick Marlowe like the guy has money and the guy is smart like it's not because he doesn't have the money it's not like an Ottawa situation where he doesn't want to spend the money he has the money but he's being smart about it and he knows where his money maker is and that was Sebastian Ajo last year so why not reinvest in that money maker if that's the guy that is going to take you to the next level which he is and you could definitely build a team around 
why not sign him to a long term uh, to a big contract? Why not spend the money on him? And that's what he did. He got the offer sheet. The offer sheet from Bergevin was taken. He looked at it. And he offered. He matched it right away. Next day, didn't even think about it. They had a six-day period to think about whether or not they wanted to match it. And I think I, I think the response came back within 12 hours of that offer sheet being sent out that he is that he is going to match it. So what the what the heck is are you thinking about Montreal? That is a bad offer sheet that was given out. Now I'm saying that now, but next year Ottawa is in the same boat with Thomas Chabot. Uh, who is going to be looking at around nine to ten million dollars for his contract? So that is going to be something right there, and something that uh, I'm going to be interested to see throughout the year, this year as well as next year, whether Ottawa is even going to give a, ch- a shot for another team to offer Shabbat an offer sheet after what happened with Aho, after what's going to happen this season. I don't think uh, if Ottawa was smart, if Dorian was smart. He would not let that situation come to flourishing, come to to the time where it's time to offer an offer sheet, uh, where a team can offer Shabbat an offer sheet uh, and kind of force Shabbat out of Ottawa. Now, Montreal is going to be the front runner for that because they are looking; they're always looking for that French Canadian superstar to bring to the fans. But I can guarantee you, you're going to have at least 20 teams going to be interested in it. Kind of like the whole Marner situation going on right now. But is it worth? Is it going to be worth five first-round picks? Is a question. So, very interesting to see how does how this situation is going to turn out for Ottawa now this year, with that Thomas Chabot contract coming up, uh, and how they're going to play around with that. Uh, but. I don't know what Bergevin was thinking, uh, offering that that contract. I don't think he thought he was Aho was worth three first round picks. I think he, was, he thought he was only worth a one first round pick and a second, which would have been the compensation uh, with the eight point five million dollar contract. Had he gone up to nine, it would have been two first round picks, and more than that would have been three first round picks. So, I think he was trying to just offer the bank, but not bust the bank. In terms of the future, but again, that was a lazy, lame offer sheet that easy to match for Carolina, and they did. Other news in sports: um, Andy Murray and Serena Williams announced today that, or yesterday, that they are going to team up in Wimbledon this year. Uh, Serena Williams, most decorated uh, female tennis star in the world um, has multiple Wimbledon's actually has a record for the most Wimbledon titles uh, in either men or women and I think the only thing she's missing is a mixed uh, championship is the only thing she's missing at Wimbledon she's got a uh, a doubles championship with her sister from a few years back as I mentioned she's got multiple singles championship uh, but I really think she doesn't have a mixed championship, which is going to be very interesting to see, especially since she's paired up with uh, Andy Murray, who's got two Wimbledons as well as won the gold medal on home at um, at the Queen's Garden in Wimbledon uh, for the 2010 uh, the London Olympics in 2008. 
So, going to be very, very interesting to see how they do, how the chemistry between the two of them are in this sense here. Um, and if they end up winning, then that really just adds adds to Serena's career, adds to what makes her the, the greatest tennis player of all time. And that might, that might actually... That might actually put her over the top for greatest tennis player in general of all time, men or women. Uh, there's been a lot of debate recently with uh, who's the greatest between Nadal, um, Murray, and Djokovic, but and Federer. But there's no doubt in my mind that Serena Williams is definitely the greatest tennis player of all time. And if she wins this mixed doubles at uh, Queen's Garden in Wimbledon, then it's 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 no doubt in my mind that she is the greatest uh she came back uh the year after having a kid and won she she's just done so much for the game of tennis that it's unreal not uh and not only on the women's side Next up is uh, the Yankees played the Mets in the Subway Series yesterday, where the Mets ended up winning it four to two against the Yankees. The big news from that uh, from that game is the streak is done. Thirty-two straight games, thirty-two straight games with a home run um, after coming off the weekend uh, series in London, where they just crushed the ball left, right, and center. Uh, literally, no, and pun definitely intended in that one. Um, against the Red Sox in London, just taking advantage of the short field and just crushing the baseball. And they go into New York, they go into City Field against the Mets and put up a goose egg on the home run front. Uh, don't get a single home run in the game and break the streak of 32 games. I already have the record that that sets a good bar uh, in fact actually I I would even say that is the greatest month in Major League history for any team no matter what month it is no matter which team you are I think the only month that could be better in this sense here would be the 2004 Boston Red Sox that pretty much came from nowhere uh, in the last month and a half of the season to getting a wild card spot to then having one of the greatest playoff runs uh, in Major League history with the winning, uh, beating the Yankees in Game 7 in the playoffs and then uh, winning the World Series for the first time uh, since the great Bambino was traded in the 20s. So that month that the Yankees had was absolutely amazing. I commend you guys uh, for that. It's very hard to hit consecutive days with home runs. And the fact that you guys were able to put 32 days in a row with a home run, that's amazing. Um, although, like I, like I said on previous podcasts, it helps when 90% of those home runs were bought in, and a few and a handful of them were from uh, ingrown talent like uh, Sanchez and Judge. But the downside is you lost Stanton, which is one of your big power guys. So threat of home run from that is gone but with Encarnacion back in the lineup or with the Yankees that 
again, just, oh, one, one home run guy is gone. Let's just replace him with another one. It's the Yankees. It's the Bronx Bombers. I'm not surprised when it came to that. But, again, it's it's something to say that uh, in my lifetime, I was able to see a team do a full month in a row of home runs. And it's great to see. It's great for the sport, especially since they were able to showcase that in London when they're trying to grow the sport. It was great to watch. And I do want to say something about uh, what the Angels did and the Rangers did uh, the other day um, after... Starting pitcher Tyler Skaggs was found in his hotel room um, unconscious and lifeless. Uh, so what they did is they suspended the game that uh, he was supposed to start uh, and postponed it till the next time they play each other, uh, which will be in August. Um, still no word as to what exactly happened. Uh, the night before, he was partying. He was uh, having a good time with the guys. He actually took some pictures. Um, around Texas uh, having a good time and everything like that and then the next morning he was found in this hotel room lifeless um, my heart goes out to his new wife um, they just got married back in I believe it was in December um, so it's it's a sad tragedy to find to see um, I remember when Doc Holliday passed away and everything so I'm interested to see as to what exactly happened in that um, and yesterday's ceremony was celebration or commemoration that they had uh, as well where uh, the Rangers starting pitcher didn't even go out to the mound uh, he went to home plate in fact actually during the national anthem and during the moment of silence uh, to commemorate him and to uh, put his thoughts with that um, so I'm just going to take a moment here of silence for him as well uh, just yeah okay uh, but the angels did come out on top on that game um, definitely uh, heartbreaking hearing all their stories and how their uh, thoughts and everything about about him especially Mike Trout um, having come up in the league with him being drafted the same year as Mike Trout uh, just a few rounds after him um, definitely something uh, for him definitely something for the entire league um, and definitely something that we're going to be interested to find out exactly what happened uh, and what exactly caused that was the cause of death and everything Well, thanks for listening, guys. Um, this has been your boy Carpin Vanier with uh, the drive-in from Vanier. Uh, give me a follow at uh, on on Twitter at six one three sports uh, with a zero and seven zero and a Z at the end. Uh, and uh, listen to my podcast. Um, I'm available on most streaming channels, uh, including uh, Spotify, Google uh, Google Podcast, uh, and a few others. Not yet on Apple on Apple Podcasts. Stay tuned for that. And follow me on Twitter uh, to get me any notifications whenever new episodes come out. Well, thanks for listening, guys. I uh, hope you guys have a wonderful day.